I got nine translations and I got more where that comes from. Praise <laughs> God right here. Hallelujah. We bless you today. You are blessed. You are blessed. I thank God for what he's doing. You know, I shared last week about the blessing of the Lord. And I, I want to share with you. You can just knock this down. Jot this down. We won't go to it right now. But it says in Proverbs 10, 22. It says that the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Whenever you bless one another, you bless. I'll share with you today. You can bless circumstances. You can bless your car. You can bless your children. And we're going to go into some detail that's going to change things. Because I want to show you. That the blessing of the Lord, the commanded blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And whenever you tell your brother and sister from today forward with an understanding of where we want to get to today, is that whenever you tell your brother and sister, it's just not the thing to do, the cliche. It's not just something to bless them and that they go on on their way. But when you say, God bless you, or you say, I bless you, or the Lord bless you, after today, I want you to see that you, you are commanding something so much more than you and I, that the blessing of God come upon you and change your life. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And when you bless someone, it is coming upon them in a double measure. And it says it addeth no sorrow to it. And uh, the word rich there means to become rich, to have abundance. It means to gain goodwill, to gain goodwill. It means to be blessed materially, spiritually, morally, and physically. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he goes on to say, and adds no sorrow to it. You know, you see so many times country western rock stars and, and Hollywood and businessmen. You see their lifestyle and it just blows a lot of times, especially young people away. And you see that they drive in those big fancy cars to their private jet. Then they get in their private jet and they go to some exotic place or get to rent a whole island or all these type of things that they get to do. And, and you know, people say, man, they are blessed. But you know, the thing about it is they're not blessed because it says... God gives His blessing. It maketh rich, but it has no sorrow to it. All those things that you see people who are blessed, their talents, different things might have got them what they've got, but they haven't been blessed by God. Therefore, it's, what they have is not a blessing from heaven. It's a blessing of sorrow. That's why they may get in their nice jets, but they got alcohol all over the place to wash down the pain. They've got their pills and they've got their fun and their parties. And a lot of people say, you know what? I'd sure take a little bit of sorrow if I could have a lot of that. No, you don't want to know that type of sorrow. You know, we don't sing that song and we ain't going to have no cabin in the corner of glory land because he said we're going to have, we're going to have mansions. But I tell you what, I'd rather have a cabin in the corner of DeVille than a mansion in Holly or I'm not picking on DeVille that just popped in my head Colfax I'm not picking on DeVille I, I love DeVille it's a blessed community but what I'm saying what I'm saying is that you don't want what you see young people if you just give me a little bit of sorrow with it because the blessings of God it make it maketh rich and there's a peace and there's a love within your life you don't want to trade God's way for the world or the enemy's way. Because it'll bring you down. You look at those people in Hollywood. They've got their big mansions. They've got their nice cars. Some of them have airplanes in their garage. And they got a runway right out of their house. And all this. And some of those women have, 20, have had 22 plastic surgeries. They keep lifting. They keep stretching. And after a while, you don't know who you're talking to. Those husbands wonder... Well, what's she going to look like when she comes home today? 
And they keep stretching, they keep pulling. And it doesn't make them more beautiful because they don't have Jesus in the heart. And so they get pulled and they get stretched, but they got to keep drinking. And four different psychiatrists and one on speed dial. Because unless you have the blessings of God and it all comes from God, there's going to be sorrow with it. Because thank God for education and thank God for things. But things are just circumstances of the blessing. But things are not the blessing. The blessing is I've got God in my life. And it makes me different. And the Lord wants you blessed. And uh, you don't have to look this up. But in Romans 12, 21, a very familiar scripture, it talks about overcoming evil with good. Amen? And the message translation says it this way. Don't let evil get the best of you, but get the best of evil by doing good. The Living Bible says, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. And what I want to talk to you today about overcoming the curse by the blessing. Overcoming whatever has been trying to pull you down and hold you back and, and the things that have not been going just right in your life. Overcoming the curse. Overcoming the evilness of the enemy that's been coming against your life. Overcoming the sadness and the sorrow, the depression, the bouts with suicide or whatever you've been battling. Overcoming the evil and the curse with the blessings of God. Because you've got to know this day, you are the blessed of the Most High God. I went to a family reunion yesterday and... I told my wife when I walked up there, everybody was looking and they were going, Who, who's this? And it was my mom's family. And I felt these huge angels walking with me. And, and, and you could see some of them backing up and I just felt, man, I am so mightily blessed. And they start talking, well, you know, we go to church. Well, they go to church, but you can listen to them. They don't have the blessings of God on their life. But you know what? I went to this family reunion because blood identifies you. But I praise God that I got a new identification in the blood of Jesus Christ. And you know, when my kids were born, I watched the doctors. He held them within his fingers and he gave them that slap on the bottom and they started crying. Well, my three boys, when they were slapped, that cob cry came out of them. That cob cry, and they they started doing that cob cry, and they had they had that they, their mom and dad were married, and in that union, here's these kids crying in freedom and, and and with a heritage. I want you to know, they were born free. They were born our children. And the moment that you cried out to Jesus Christ, the moment you cried out Jesus, it was like God slapped you, ah! and a free cry came out on the inside of you. Hallelujah! I'm free. Of the Almighty God and Abraham's blessings are mine. Praise God, I have a blessing that overcomes the evilness of all the curses that any man or any hex or any vex or any witch could ever try. Thank God, I've got a free cry. And when you accepted Christ and you said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and be my Savior, there's a cry of freedom. And the Word of God says you were born free. The heritage of God. The Bible speaks in 1 Corinthians about run this race. Run the race. The Bible speaks in the book of Romans about pressing in. Say that with me, pressing in. And you know, it's one thing to, to say I have a heritage. It's another thing as we as believers to say I'm a Christian. There's a lot of Christians, they're not pressing in. 
And you got to press into that blessing. Because we know we believe in the power of that blessing, that it breaks the yokes and it destroys the evilness that enemy would try to put around our life. You know, I've got something I wanted to show you. As I was going down the road one day in the parking lot there at Walmart or somewhere, you know, I saw the handicap section. And, you know, these little signs identify them. And thank God for it. And they get to, you know, get out. and They don't have so far to walk. And they got the, the motorized scooters. And I thank God for all that. But as I saw that, I started thinking, you know what? There's a bunch of believers that walk around with one around their neck. I'm handicapped because of what my dad told me. I'm handicapped because of what my dad did to me. I'm handicapped because of what I found out about my family. And I found out what they always told me, that I'm the least likely to succeed. And we walk around and people may not see it, but it's on the inside. And if that's you today, God wants to deliver you from that. Because Jesus redeemed you from living a handicapped life to living a victorious life. The Word of God says in 1 John 2, 13 and 14, that if God and His Word lives in our heart, we've won the battle over the evil one or over the curses. 1 John 5, 4 through 5 says, Every child, say, I'm a child. Every child of God defeats the evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. And when we win this battle against the world, only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I like to say every child of God defeats the curse. We achieve the victory through our faith. And when we win this battle over the curse... It's because we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Philippians 3.14 talked about, I press towards that goal. That blessings have to be overcome with evil. Say that with me. Evil will be overcome by the blessing of God upon my life. Now, I want to share something with you right quick. Which Bible am I supposed to use? I want you to look with me in uh, Genesis chapter 7. Look with me, Genesis chapter 7. There are lives that are being transformed. There are things that are being changed. Did I say chapter 7? Well, y'all are listening good, but it's chapter 17. Yeah, chapter 17 of Genesis. Genesis 17 verse 15. How many, I know you know the story of Abraham and you say, how many times do we have to listen to this story until you really start walking in the blessings of Abraham? But I want you to see something here. Look at your neighbor and say, it's never too late. Look at him and say, it's never too late. And you've never gone too far. And there is hope for you. It says in Genesis 17 verse 15, then God said to Abraham, as far as Sarai, your wife, You shall not call her Sarai, which means barren, but Sarah shall be her name. Now look at verse 16. God didn't say, I will heal her. What did God say? I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings and people shall come from her. Did you hear what God said? He didn't say, I want to heal her barren womb. That was considered a curse. Barrenness then was considered a curse. And God says, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to heal her. I'm going to lift the curse by the blessing. 
How many ever felt like you've got some curses that need to be lifted off of your, off of your life and off of your family? I'm going to bless her. And it says that her womb was dead. But it also says that Abraham was 99 years old. And it also says his body was dead. He was impotent. And they didn't have no drug stores with stuff to sell like they do today. I mean, his body was dead. It had quit working a long time. And her body had never worked like it was supposed to. And she was never, she never was able to conceive. But God says, I'm going to bless her. And one day, a seed from Abraham came alive. One seed came alive out of a dead man at 99 years old after 25 years of being given the promise. And after 25 years of being given the promise, that seed came alive. And when that seed hit a dead womb of over 80 years old, that seed hit a dead womb and the dead womb came alive. And where there was no ovaries, an ovary came and an ovary came alive. And the one live seed from Abraham got a hold of the one live seed uh, that was birthed right there at that moment in a live womb that was dead for over 80 years. And at that moment, the promise was conceived. And what God said because of the blessing came alive. I want you to know today, it is never too late. Don't you ever quit believing God. Don't give up. Don't let go of your faith. Don't let go of what God has for you. Don't let go of what God has promised you. It's never too low. late. If something, if both things seem to be dead, if every door you've knocked on seems to be dead, God is able to bless it and cause it to come alive. Don't you ever quit. And don't you keep, don't you quit pressing in. I see too many believers, they quit pressing in because something didn't happen. Just because it didn't happen, don't mean it's not going to. Something's going to give, and I am not going to give up. I'm going to keep pressing in, pressing in, pressing in, pressing in, because there is a blessing for me. I'm born from above, I'm blessed from above. And the circumstances don't show it, but I'm going in there. I want you to know Abraham was promised that seed and he keeps on having seed. I'll tell you something I found out yesterday for the first time. Talking about Abraham. I was talking to my great aunt and, uh, you know, I always was kind of jealous hearing about people who have a uh, Jewish background. And so I was asking, who, who, who are we kin to? Besides the Millers and the little Combs and the Seymours and this and that. She says, well, what most of our family don't know if you ever hear of the last name Abraham, we're akin to a very wealthy called Abraham. Their last name is Abraham. And he goes, they, they're a wealthy family. And their son was a salesman that came through and got one of your great-great-aunts pregnant. And so, that was surprising. Because I said a while back, you know, I want to find a good Jewish Cajun joke. Well, I got one now. One of my last names is Abraham. And it might have came behind the woodshed or the outhouse. But it's still there. And I still claim it. But, you know, find out all kind of different things. And you start finding out things, you, you say, I found out things I don't want to find out. No, you want to find out so you can break it off of your seed and off of your seed seed.
Amen. And so God blessed Sarah and she gave forth a child. I want you to look with me there in Genesis 24. Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24. You know the story that Abraham sent his servant to look for a wife for his son Isaac. I want you to see, I'm just going to skip over, look at verse 55. Genesis 24, verse 55, and it says, But her brother and her mother said, say her brother. Her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least ten, after that she may go. And he said to them, Do not hinder me, since the Lord has prospered in my way, and send me away, so that I may go to my master. And so they said, We will call the young woman and ask her personally. When they called Rebekah, they said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And it says, And they blessed. Say that with me. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister... May you become the mother of thousands and of ten thousands. And may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. And how many of you know usually you read it was the father who was supposed to bless the child. But here we see that it's the brother and the mother. Because that brother represents Jesus. That when we accepted him, he stood by and he says, I bless you. And I want you to see there, it says, be thou. Say that with me, be thou. Be thou. There is no if or but about it. Be thou blessed. And how many of you know that that little tiny Israel has survived thousands upon thousands of years? And it's surrounded by Syria that has over a million man army. It is surrounded by Egypt. It is surrounded by Palestine. It is surrounded by millions and millions and millions of Muslims who want to see that tiny nation killed. But because of the blessing of a brother and a mother that said, Be thou blessed. May your children possess the gates of their enemies. And how many of you know the enemies can hate and want to destroy Israel all they want to. But because of that blessing... Because of that blessing, because of that prophetic word that that brother and that mother said over their child and says, be thou blessed. And may your seed be tens of thousands and kings and mighty people come forth out of that seed. And may they possess the gates of the enemy. Because of the blessing of that brother, Israel has existed all of these years. Brandon, come see, baby. The Lord showed me something. Come see, Brandon. Please, I don't want to embarrass you, but can you come right here? I want to pray over you, my son. In the name of Jesus, be thou blessed and whole. And I speak unto my grandchildren and great-grandchildren that are within me. And I come against the spirit of fear and worry of not having normal children. And the Spirit of the Lord has told me to address that this day, that this day forward, fear and worry of the future of your seed shall be nothing. For I call my grandchildren blessed and highly favored and wonderful made. I decree that my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and so on that is within you, that one day shall come forth, shall be wise, shall be ministers and called ministers of the Lord Most High, and shall be Issachar's unto the Lord. 
I give you in praise and glory for the anointing that shall be within each and every one of them. And that the blessings are upon them to stay. Now bless you, my son, with the wisdom and the spirit and the knowledge and anointing to raise these children. To be used mildly by God. For they shall be worshipers and they shall be ministers and they shall be called mine, saith the Lord. Now speak this over you this day. Never again to fear. For I bless you with courage. And I'll bless you with excellent fertility. In Jesus' name, amen. Now you see, we don't have to live with whatever we fear. My children don't have to accept the voices of the enemy and of their mind. But just like that brother could bless his sister, I can bless you and my own seed with all the blessings of God. And those blessings, they have to stay and they have to work on you. Because you are blessed of God. And when you hear your children, you hear your wife or you hear your husband or any loved one speaking something negatively against themselves, I pray your spirit shall be super sensitive and grow in a sensitivity like never before that you will hear a heart cry and you, will, you may hear a doubt and you may hear even a doubt of laughter as Abraham and Sarah had. But the spirit of God is going to rise up on the inside of you because we are not here to cope and we're not here to accept whatever comes our way. But we are here to take a stand and we are here to press in and we are here to use the blessing of God, that is, it was used from the beginning to make a way, even in the midst surrounded by enemies, and even when it seemed like there was no future in store, and even in the middle of surrounded by death, there is a blessing that goes through death and causes life to come out on the other side, and we don't have to live and walk according to the elements of this world, for we have been given the divine nature from God to walk in the superabundant, supernatural blessing of God Most High. Now look with me in the book of Ruth. Ruth chapter 4, speaking about being surrounded by death or coming out of death. Ruth chapter 4. Oh, hallelujah. Things are going to change. I desire so much to see change in people's lives. And I desire to find the book of Ruth. <laughs> Ruth chapter 2 is on page 610. <laughs> Say, be thou. Be thou. Say, be thou. be thou. Listen, in the name of Jesus, there is no room for failure in those two divine words of God. But I spoke over my son who was healed of autism. And he has a question and asked, Dad, will my children will be born right? This day, on this day, we said, be thou. And all that has been erased and there is no possibility because there is no room for failure. When we say, God bless you, there is no room for failure. I will hear and I will see that you are blessed of God. Be thou blessed of God. And I want you to see right here 
And you know, you say, I'm waiting for the blessings of God. Do you know this brother kissed Rebecca before Rebe- and blessed her before Rebecca even got a chance to kiss or see or know her husband? Don't start waiting till after the children are born to bless them. Don't start blessing your mate even before you're married. Start blessing them now. Parents, start blessing your in-laws. Don't start saying, because I hear people say, I hope I don't have a daughter-in-law like that. Well, stop cursing yourself. And start saying, I want a son-in-law like pastor. I don't want grandchildren like theirs. They're a bunch of wild Indians. Well, bless their children and start calling your grandchildren blessed too. Be thou. Amen. So I want you to see here in Ruth chapter 2 verse 1. There was a relative of Noemi's husband. A man of great wealth. Do you see that? A man of great wealth. Why was he wealthy? Look at verse 4. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to his reapers, Business people, listen. Tomorrow, go in your work and start telling your workers, the Lord be with you. And they answered him, the Lord bless you. Do you see why he was a wealthy man? He called his workers blessed. So many times we say, you know, I've got a bunch of no good for nothings. Boy, it's hard to find good help these days. Well, just like before Abraham and Sarah conceived you start walking around that business and you start looking at them men and women and you start, instead of saying, we got an old bum of a kid that's still living at home or don't want to get a job or this and that, before you continue cursing them, you need to start revoking those curses and start blessing them. Going in there and say, hey, I bless you guys today in the name of Jesus. They may, they may laugh behind you and everything else, but you start blessing them and then the day will come, you'll be wealthy and they'll be calling you blessed. Because he walked in there, he called, you know, how many of you know, a boss, a farmer, don't have to go bless his workers. A boss doesn't have to bless his workers. I'm paying you, you just do your job. No, this man was wealthy because he blessed his workers. Because if I bless my workers, then I'm going to be blessed. And then my workers are going to bless me also. Do you see this? So we see he was a wealthy man. And then I want you to look at verse 10. So, talking about Ruth. So she fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes? And why should you take notice of me being a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and mother and the land of your birth. It says in verse 12, The Lord repay your work and a full reward. Say a full reward. Be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, let me find favor in your sight. And may the Lord for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to me. She was saying, I'm favored. I'm blessed because of you. And then look at chapter 4. Chapter 4 of Ruth, verse 11. And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, we are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah. See, they're blessing them. This is what you can say about your future daughter-in-laws. May you be blessed like Rachel and Leah, the two who have built the house of Israel. And may you prosper and be famous in Bethlehem. And may your house be like the house of Perez who tomorrow uh, bore to Judah because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth 
and she became his wife. And when he went to, into her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. And then the women said, No, Amy, blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a close relative. And may his name be famous in Israel. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of old age. And your daughter-in-law... Your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons has borne him. Thank you, Lord God, that my daughter-in-laws shall be better than seven sons born to me. We decree it. And then Noemi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also, the neighbor woman gave her a name saying, There is a son born to Noemi. And listen to this now. And they called his name Obed. And his father, and he was the father of Jesse, the father of King David. Do you realize the power of the blessing? I was using my dad's Bible this week. I was looking up some things in Psalms 115. And this is one of his Bibles he had for many years. And I can say I'm truly blessed of the Lord. But parents, I want to tell you something. I opened this Bible and I started reading. And it says, He will both bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. And Russell and Doyle, and I saw in my dad's handwriting, my brother and I's name. Not your children, but Russell and Doyle. Russell and Doyle are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth for Russell and Doyle. And my mom, I went through her prayer books, and there was time after time that my name was written down in the Word and with the Word. And I have had a very blessed time where any sickness, disease, and, and, and death threat, and anything that could have happened never could take me down because my mother and father were written, writing my name and my brother's name. And my brother went into the world and he did everything he could to destroy his life. But a few years ago, being close to 40, God brought him back and now they're going faithfully to a church serving God, tithing, and he's got his own business and he's prospering. You want to know why? Because a mom and a dad would write the name of their kids in the Bible and say, my kids are highly blessed of the Lord. I want to have weddings to where instead of saying, who gives this, who gives this bride away? I want to have weddings now where the father will agree to speak a blessing over his daughter and over his future son-in-law. I want weddings where the father, the future father-in-law will speak a blessing over his son and his daughter-in-law. It may be the first time that this boy or this girl will ever hear a public blessing or a blessing spoken over their life. You might have been raised in a home where you were cursed all of your life. But I tell you what, today I say in the authority of the name of Jesus, be thou blessed and highly favored of God. I am your brother in Christ and I call you blessed. No matter the curses of men, no matter the curses of women, no matter the self-imposed curses, I renounce and I rebuke and I come against every self-imposed curse, doubtful, negative word against you by yourself or anyone else. And I cry out, be thou blessed in the name of Jesus. Bless your children. Bless your daughter-in-laws. When, you, when your children get married, tell them, I want you to know I bless you and I love you. And even though your mind and your heart may be saying something different, even though you may be a mother saying, I think you could have got better. 
Don't say it, even though you think it. Just say, I speak a blessing over you. I welcome you to this family as my daughter or as my son. Be thou blessed and may your womb be fruitful. May you be healthy and joyful and prosperous. And I thank you for becoming a blessing to our family. You want to change your history? Then you start it. Don't wait for someone else in your past to change it. You start changing your history. If you've never told your children that they are wonderful, that they are great, that you're proud of them, that they are successful and they were born for greatness, then you do it. If you never was told, I as your brother identified in the blood of Christ Jesus, same blood as you do, I call you blessed and highly favored this day and I decree that this day your life shall change in in every way that you need it to be changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, quickly, let me get to this. The word blessed means to be envied. The word blessed means something on you. Right? You need to write this down. The word blessed means something on you. It's the word that means everything just seems to work out for you. It's like, how many of you know a cat, they say a cat always lands on his feet. Have you ever tried that? They always land on their feet. Well, guess what? You bless means you'll always land on your feet. You're always going to land on your feet. Things are going to work out for you. Even though it may not look at it right now, you are blessed and things are going to start working out for you and you are always going to land on your feet. I mean, no, sometimes you may fall, but you're going to get back up. Amen? But you're going to get back up. The word blessed to me, the word blessed means to make whole by spoken words. To make whole by spoken words. It means to make happy and prosperous. It means to ask divine favor. It means to wish one well. The Lord bless you. You need to tell your children. You need to tell your family and your friends, your workers. The Lord bless you with favor. The Lord bless you with favor. You need to tell them, the Lord make you well. The Lord make you well. The Lord make you whole. Nothing missing, broken or lacking. The Lord make you prosperous. The Lord make you prosperous. And the Lord make you happy. And glad. And I want to tell you something. When you start telling people today, the Lord bless you and, and this is ringing in your heart, say it boldly. Look them in the eyes. My brother Bob, in Jesus' blood and name, I bless you. It is well with you. You are highly favored. You are happy. You are joyful. You make wise decisions all the day of your life. My brother Bob, I bless you. You bless one another. If we, if we will start blessing with this understanding one another, everybody's life and future people, their lives are going to be changed. You see, I think so many times there's so much focus on, I've got to be blessed from the pulpit. But we are a body of ministers. And we are a body of priests unto the Lord, redeemed by the blood of Christ. And I believe that if we would start saying to one another, I bless you, the Lord bless you, be thou blessed in Jesus' name. We start blessing one another. And we start seeing, instead of seeing their car all raggedy and saying, Lord bless them with a new car, go to them and say, I bless you with prosperity. I bless you with wholeness. I bless you with a new car in Jesus' name. And we start blessing one another. I believe that the body will grow and come together as one. I bless you. I heard you needed a job. I bless you with a new job. I bless you with favor that opens doors 
doors that no man can shut. A job with benefits. A job that will promote you and bless you. Get you out of debt. And cause you to live free, happy and joyful. With the blessings of God. Can you imagine that if we would start really preferring and blessing one another. Because you know how we say, you know what we say? We've been taught to say this every day. Our confessions is this. I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I have the blessings of Abraham. Let's start going around and saying, Brenda, Belinda, Belinda, you have the blessings of the Lord. Guess what God told Abraham? Who you bless, I will bless. And who blesses you, I will bless. So instead of constantly, I am blessed, I'll go around saying, Jake is blessed, and God says, You bless Jake, I'll bless you. I'll bless Guy. I don't bless Russell. I'll bless Guy. God says, well, Russell, I'll bless you. I'll bless Keith. God says, well, i bless Russell. i bless Ethel. God says, well, I'll bless Russell. So I'm going around blessing all Brother Lance. I'm blessing all the people I can. I double bless my wife. I'll bless my oldest boy. I'll go around blessing all I can. Sister Kay, who came back. You don't know where you were. Uh, <laughs> go around. Brother Floyd, I just go around. Everybody I bless... God blesses me for each one. So instead of being selfish saying, I'm blessed and highly favored, I get my phone directory out and I start going, blessed and highly favored. You know how the Grinch got the phone book and says, you who I hate you? Well, I get the phone directory out and I say, Jake Dardar, I bless you. Sherry Dardar, I bless you. Massey's, I bless you. And I start going down for everyone I bless. God says, well, I bless you. I bless, I bless you. I bless, I bless you. Woo! The blessings start adding up. Because he told him, I'm blessing you because I want you to be a blessing. I want you to multiply. Okay, how am I going to multiply? By blessing everyone I come to. I know your situation. I pray for you all the time. And I bless you. I know you're lost like Ruth and Noemi. I bless you. That the blessings and the healing and the fruitful. I, I know. I know the situation. But I bless your husband. I bless your home. I bless your children. The newness that's coming in. I believe that's how the church is supposed to be. Because you know how Jesus would speak when he would walk somewhere? Peace be unto you. You know how he taught his disciples? Any home you go into? Be thou blessed. Peace, wholeness, and blessing. Can you imagine the atmosphere? Revival is going to be in the home and revival is going to manifest in the church, but it's going to be in the home because we're going to start blessing like we're supposed to. Quickly, let, let me tell you what you can bless. You can bless circumstances and situations. 
You may say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm going through a situation, a circumstance. Well, you can, even before you ask me to pray with you, you can say, I bless that circumstance between my, my son and his wife. I bless that circumstance about my daughter and her job. I bless Isabel about her health. I bless that situation. And I call her whole, nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. I bless that situation. You can bless people, but listen to this. You can also bless things. I'm Brother Jim Massey. You can bless motorcycles. Come on, man. Come on, Daryl. How many motorcycle riders we got in here? Got a whole row right here. You can bless motorcycles. Be thou blessed. You will not fall over. Some lady with a cell phone in a truck will not run over you. I bless you. I bless you. You can bless vehicles. You know what goes on? Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get down to where we are. That old car don't start. This old piece of junk, man. I tell you, I should have never bought this foreign car. Piece of junk. You can bless that car. And if you're trying to sell it, let me tell you from experience. In the worst time, one of the worst inflations of Argentina, we had our house for sale out in the country. And all my neighbors let me know I'll never be able to sell. But I blessed my house and I called it sold. And a lady from Turkey... In Argentina, bought my house out in the country and paid me cash for it. When Argentina was going through a hard time and we were supposed to move here, we had our blazer. Everybody told me, it's a a terrible time, Pastor. Won't you put the title in our name and we'll sell your vehicle for you. (laughs) I called that Chevy blazer blessed and sold. And some man who lived down a... On a dirt road with a bunch of kids who lived in the house with him. Never, if you seen him, you never thought he would have had money. But he had it hidden jars of clay under the ground. He dug them up and paid cash for my vehicle. We had our house for sale. We needed 70000 for it. Oh, it's a bad time in Argentina. A week before the dollar plunged its lowest. An, an immigration officer from Bolivia came to the little town of Pacpala and bought our house and paid cash for it. Instead of going on when the people say, oh, it won't sell, it won't work, I call my house blessed. And when people come and look at my house, they go, wow, this is nice. I'll buy it. I call my house blessed. I call my vehicle blessed. I call my wife blessed. Instead of you saying, that old hag I married, you say, I call my wife blessed. You call, talk about that husband. I call that husband blessed. You call circumstances blessed, situations blessed. You bless people and you bless things. You bless your house. You bless your job. Oh, this job will never amount to nothing. Call your job blessed. Jake, call your job blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't ever give up. Don't curse, bless. You want it changed? Bless it in Jesus' name. And there were so many things. So I'll go right through here right quick. And let me just give you a few things. Well, what can I, what can I bless them with? Okay. If your child or your wife or your husband's going through, that they've been turned down in a number of job offers. Sweetheart, I bless you with courage. I know you've been turned down and they've been telling you we're not hiring. And you come home. And you're sitting there and you go, honey, what are we going to do? The mortgage is behind and they keep turning me down. I, I don't even know if I ought to go put my applications anymore. I call you blessed with courage. Be thou blessed with courage. I speak faith and courage into you that even though there seems to be things 
ones turning you down and they, they keep telling you there is no way of hiring. I speak courage to you that don't you quit because God said He's going to open the door for you. I bless you with courage in Jesus' name. How about direction? I bless you with direction. I bless you. You're taking a trip? I bless you with angels encamped around. I bless you with creativity. I bless you with deliverance. I bless you with eyes to see. I bless you with faith. Faith. I bless you with the favor of the Lord. I bless you with joy, hope, and faith. I bless you with a hearing ear. Brother Terry, I bless you with a long life. I bless you with the mind of Christ. I bless you with the mercy of God. I bless you with a good home. I bless you with trust. I bless you with wisdom. And parents, write this one down. I bless you with a pleasing personality. Yeah. I started that. On people I know in different ones. I bless you with a pleasing personality. Because you know, because you know what? For example, I can fuss and fuss to people who go around saying, this life stinks. And if I put it in modern terms, they go, man, it sucks. You hear that a lot. Boy, it sucks. It stinks. Instead of preaching, you know what I'm doing? I bless her with a pleasing personality. I bless him with a pleasing personality. They're not going to be speaking that way long anymore because they're going to get sight. And God, I bless them with eyes to see and ears to hear. And I bless them with a personality and pleasing personality. And I look in the mirror and when I'm thinking things about me, I say, Lord, I thank you. Russell, I bless you with a pleasing personality. You do smile all the time. You are happy. You are a joy to be around. People giving you a lot of money. I bless you with a pleasing personality. They invite you to their house and let you eat their food. We can change things instead of cope with things. You hear me, church? How do we do this? I'm glad you asked. I'll finish. I'll finish. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. How do we do this? Hebrews 11. And I'll, I'll stop right here. Hebrews 11, verse 20. Look at this so you can underline it. Hebrews 11, verse 20. We're going to press in being positive, aren't we? We're going to press in to be a blessing, aren't we? Hebrews 11, verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Concerning the things to come. Say it with me. By faith. faith. Say it with me again. By faith. By faith faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Concerning the things to come. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says. Faith is the evidence of things not hoped. The things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. In other words. You go ahead and bless. Your children. Your seed. Your job. You bless. Even before you see a change. Because it's the blessing that's going to bring the change. Listen, Isaac blessed Jacob. And Jacob ran away with a stick in his hand and lived in the desert. But even years later, the blessing got him. And he came back with two companies when he had left with a stick.
the blessing will catch up with you. In fact, it says in Deuteronomy 28 that the blessings will overtake you. Deuteronomy 28. The Lord shall command, order His blessings over you. Amen? Last week I shared with you about the scripture on Zechariah. I'm going to give you double pleasure for double problem. Well, I had a lot of people tell me, I didn't get a gum. Double mint gum. Double your pleasure. And I told you, take the gum, write the scriptures. How many start eating pieces of gum? Did you write scriptures down on the paper? Yeah. Well, you know what? I was wrong with this. I, had, I was wrong with this side of the church. They got two pieces of gum. So I want to bless y'all. Eyes open. Y'all ready? Hallelujah. Double your pleasure. Y'all ready? Here you go. You look like y'all need some gum. Double your pleasure. Here you go, sis. Uh-huh. I met her in a restaurant. She says, I didn't get a gum. I didn't get a gum. Here you go. Double your pleasure. Double your pleasure. Hallelujah. Some of y'all look like y'all need some double pleasure. Here's some double pleasure. Woo! Hallelujah. Every time, it's going to remind you. Here, watch out. Oh, I got it. Watch it. Watch out back there. Double your pleasure. Hallelujah. This is fun. I told you. New Orleans ruining me. I'm ready for Mardi Gras. Double your pleasure. Double your pleasure. Double your pleasure. You got one? Oh, Marjorie, double your pleasure. Oh, I'm out. Out in. I guess I'll have to do it again next week. Y'all just don't like this gum thing. Double your pleasure. Every time you chew it, every time you get discouraged. The Lord told me, give them that. Every time you get discouraged, take out a piece. And while you're chewing on it, you're chewing and meditating on the Word of God so that you may be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring it forth its fruit and season. And your leaves shall not wither. Whatever you do shall prosper. That's word of grace. Where the people are blessed. Come the tired and the weary, the frustrated and the wounded, the hurting, the crying and the dying. God's going to raise up warriors and giants out of you. And what the devil meant for evil, God's going to turn it around for your good. You're going to walk in a victory. You're going to walk in a position. You're going to rise up with an attitude. That God is for me, therefore nothing can stand before me. May the blessings of God be upon you truly, each and every one of you. May all the pain of your past and all the feeling that I don't even know if I can live anymore, may it be destroyed and tumbled down. That you know that there is true strength and true victory and true joy in the Lord. I love you and I bless you this day. Let's stand.